Tired of redundancies in your workflow process? We've got the answer. NetHealth Wound Care, formerly Wound Expert, is a sophisticated yet simple to use web-based EHR for wound care management. Robust configurability makes it ideal for both single outpatient wound care centers or multi-facility organizations. Integrated clinical, financial, and regulatory tools enhance performance and patient care. Plus, world-class design offers an engaging, adaptive, and customizable user experience that intuitively guides clinicians through consistent workflow and drives quality and performance across all providers and facilities. Visit www.nethealth.com or call us at 800-411-6281 to find out more. Welcome back to Speaking of Wounds, a podcast by the Wound Care Learning Network. I'm your moderator, Brian McCurdy. I'm pleased to introduce our featured speaker for today, Kathy Thomas-Hess. Kathy is the VP and Chief Clinical Officer for NetHealth Wound Care, where she oversees clinical and professional services. She has over 35 years of experience in wound care, authored hundreds of journal articles, spoken at both national and international events, and has authored book chapters and the best-selling handbook titled Product Guide to Skin and Wound Care, which has been released in its eighth edition. She continues to be influential in the wound care community today and serves on the board for today's wound clinic, as well as authoring a new blog focusing on, wound, on workflow strategies and management. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Brian. I'm certainly honored and humbled to be able to speak with you about a subject that I feel so passionately about workflow management. Who would have thought that after practicing for over 35 years and having the privilege of working with countless patients and staff directly and indirectly, I'd be able to talk to you about this, my passion today. 35 years and dedicated to one mission. How is that possible? I absolutely don't know. To be very honest with you, it's gone by so fast. Um, if you were to ask me what my life would have looked like when I first started out after graduating college in 1985, I could never have imagined the opportunities and milestones I would have captured along the way in every twist and turn and then turning every opportunity into a lesson learned and using every opportunity to impart those lessons learned through workflow strategies and management. It's pretty awesome to be able to do something that you love while giving back to the communities at the same time, so I feel very fortunate. Well, that's powerful and a lot to unpack during our time today. First, congratulations on your successes and being able to find a career that enriched your life and the lives of others. Thank you. I have heard you talk about workflow strategies and management. What is it and how would you define workflow strategies and management for our listeners today? The very interesting thing about workflows is that they are unique to the user and by the user. And by the user, I mean the person imparting the work. Speaking in healthcare in that world, the user could be a patient, a clinician, a provider, a staff member within a business. I look at workflows as imparting a series of dependent steps that are reliant upon an activity and then followed by an action. And finally, a transition from one activity or to a person. All of this work, when I think about it, results in an outcome, be it a clinical or an operational outcome. Okay, can you elaborate on the different types of workflows and give us an idea of how these workflows are dependent? Certainly. 
Um, over the time I've been working in healthcare, specifically wound care, I found that there are four distinct workflows that need to be addressed. They include clinical, operational, regulatory, and economic workflows. As I developed these workflows over the years, I coined the term CORE, C-O-R-E, as an acronym to describe it, clinical, operational, regulatory, and economic. And when you look at these four pillars of what I call core work, you find that there's a number of orchestrated steps that are used to navigate the complexities of the clinical business within any organization. The goal of the work conducted within the core discovery is to standardize and streamline process within a business while maximizing efficiencies, as well as the reimbursement. Okay, so to me, there are two takeaways thus far. First, workflows are unique to each listener, to each listener's business. And second, workflows are comprised of four process categories, including clinical, operational, regulatory, and economic. Then the next question I have for you is, how does a person go about determining workflows unique to them? Great question. Uh, certainly a logical question, and I've got lots of thoughts on that one too. First, let me further define the word process because I think that's really important. I have often stated that process is a thread that pulls documentation, staff efficiency, productivity, and payment all together. If your workflows are set up correctly, they detail your department's key processes and determine the proper steps to eliminate redundancies by identifying gaps in your practice. All of this is done in an effort to provide optimization and drive compliance and payment. So if we are focused on wound care workflows, I often start off by asking my clients the following question. What is your why behind core processes in your wound care business? It's not an easy question to answer, and it takes time to determine across many departments that influence the business. But the very interesting thing about asking why is that it allows us to begin a conversation a conversation to understand the paths taken in that business. And once we begin to unpack and discover the paths, we begin to realize that there are different core processes that are interdependent on the clinical and operational businesses that are impacting their core bottom line. And then once we determine if they're right on track, we can push the boundaries further and explore processes more deeply before we construct our clinical and operational or documentation workflows. Well, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work, but it's worth every minute when the work is completed because the workflows align with the business to allow greater efficiencies. And that's the bottom line, no pun intended. So I guess to quickly summarize my thought there, it's important for you to understand why answering the why is the first step in owning the process and understanding the actions taken by any organization, such as an outpatient wound care department or a traveling provider or a private practice office. And thinking about it further, the answers to the why lies within process, which is the underpinning of our discussion today. I'm beginning to hear a theme and one word that is driving our talk. Can you begin to unpack the areas that you feel are dependent on process and workflows? Yeah, sure, not a problem. Remember the road to success in workflow management is interdependent with three words defining work, including what, 
how and why, and this is a concept that has been discussed over the years by Simon Sinek. First, it's all about the people working within the clinical and operational businesses that define what work is completed daily. Next, it's important to understand how people and workflows influence process in your department and why this is important for your success. When I'm personally working with a client, I start with the why first to determine the critical information about the business. I have learned over the years that if we don't know why a certain decision was made or a strategy changed the course of the business, then we start to devise a plan with this incomplete information. It's never a good idea because the work veers off course. Got it. So the important ideas to guide successful workflows are centered around what, how, and why dependencies in practice. Can you continue to discuss how our listeners can achieve successful workflows? Sure. And let's start with framing our conversation by remembering our why today. It's a three-letter word packed with a lot of power. Why does our wound care community work so diligently to provide the best patient care and want to achieve the best clinical and financial outcomes? I believe our why is passion. Passion to help people. Passion because we, our community, cares. Wound care staff, clinicians, and providers care passionately about their work and the patients that they serve. And as a wound care clinician myself, we also know that it's no small feat to take care of the wounded patients. It takes critical thinking skills, proper products, proper documentation, with proper technology to capture the work performed, the ability to capture and report data to impact the next decision, and all in an effort to achieve the best patient outcomes. But in order to have successes, one needs to understand the why behind each core workflow and process. Mm, it's really interesting. I have not thought of workflows to this extent, starting with the why. Yeah, I know, it's really fascinating. It's fascinating for me on a daily basis, I am very blessed. I continue to have the privilege to work with so many healthcare systems and wound care professionals around the United States. And for that, I consider myself extremely fortunate. You know, when I think about it, each client I work with has a unique overall process starting with why. Therefore, the interesting one thing that I am able to do when I'm aligning myself with a client is to uniquely unpack, discover, understand and bridge the why for the client to achieve their workflows. Essentially, I'm helping them achieve a clear understanding of their why for managing and documenting the outcomes of the patients. It does take time and work to achieve a clear understanding to impart the proper workflows. And there is absolutely no easy way around achieving proper core processes. There is no cookie cutter approach. Every client is unique in their business and deserves time to understand the why, the how, and the what, and how that impacts their work. Okay, so if you had to sum up these thoughts in a statement, what would you say? Bottom line, to achieve accurate documentation and payment for wound care, one must invest time to understand the why and create best practices for processes and associated clinical as well as operational workflows. So let's talk about the people and process and best practice for workflows. Is that a good place to continue? Sure, that's as good a place as any. 
Um, when I think through the why for best practices, I look at the best practice points through the lens of various business drivers, which include people in workflows, product formulary, procedures, payment, process, and proper documentation. If we want to start off by talking about people, which is clinical staff and providers that are driving workflows, they're at the heart of the successful wound care business. So whether you are in the outpatient or inpatient wound care setting or private practice or a traveling provider, designing your clinical and operational workflows requires close review and customization of the current clinical documentation practices to drive an efficient outcome. Sounds like a mouthful. And it certainly sounds simple, but it isn't. Let me give you an example near and dear to our hearts that really focuses on how workflows can change on a dime. Let's take um, a look or listen at the recent documentation and workflow shifts that happened during the 2019 novel coronavirus that impacted us all. Staying abreast of those regulatory changes related to COVID-19 and then navigating its impact on healthcare was a daunting task. Those regulatory communications and changes were happening so fast, we were looking at those computer at least two to three times a day to see if anything was updated. And then looking at those regulatory changes that occurred during the initial phase of the pandemic, coupled with the need to socially distance, definitely shifted patient throughput and how patients were, and sadly still are, managed. Managed through clinical and operational workflows and managed through the implementation of telehealth. At this new stage of our lives, one needed to stop, think, and reconfigure the workflows imparted to care for patients during those virtual visits, which is extremely different than the visit that you would have when you're seeing a patient face-to-face. -face. So, as one of many examples with changes to workflows, aligning your processes and practice to incorporate the changes is the key to your clinical and operational success. Well, that was a great example of how important it is to redefine workflows, starting with why. Thank you. Uh, next question. Where does one begin to understand how their core workflow should be constructed? Oh, okay. That's another great question. Um, Current workflows center around the operational processes for registration, coding, billing, medical records, and denial management, as well as the cognitive workflows by front desk coordinators, clinicians, and providers, and the like. We have to think about each one of these workflows mapping to proper documentation elements to support the work performed. The key is to understand the business and produce the right combination of operational oversight and clinical experience with the underpinning of a solid documentation system, which will then provide optimal patient flow and care through efficient business practices. Well, clearly effective, work key, effective workflows are key for documentation and outcomes. Let's talk more about workflows and the people bridging best practices. Okay, let's do that. Um, in order to do that, let's go back to the purpose of a workflow and talk about that for a second. The purpose of a workflow is to perform a sequence of tasks as efficiently and effectively as possible. And I believe effective workflows are those that increase one's capacity for work as well as productivity. 
So knowing that a workflow is a chain of tasks that happens in a sequence and something that you do on a regular basis, you need to ask yourself four questions when managing your workflows. First, how do you complete each step? Second, what tools and strategies do you need to complete those steps? Third, who's in charge of those steps? And then fourth, when do you review the steps within the workflows? All of these answers lie within the clinical and operational standards of one's organization, as well as the governing bodies that oversee the organization's work. Well, that seems like a natural place to pivot to speak about regulatory work needed to perfect workflows. Can you touch on that point? Certainly. Uh, just like any other business, understanding the rules and regulations guiding the department or facilities documentation and billing processes is the first step in owning a process. These rules are generated from many different places based on the line of business and where that business is operating. Rules and regulations are determined by the facility, by the owners of your business, from the Medicare Administrative Contractors or the MAC, from the national coverage determination policies or NCDs, the local coverage decisions, LCDs, local coverage articles, CMS, Joint Commission, the AMA, any licensing and credentialing and certification body, and so on. That's a lot to really think about. So to bridge the information, um, let me talk a little bit about how you would use one workflow in particular as an example. So let's talk about procedures. Performing procedures involves clinical and operational oversight to ensure that the procedure being performed is clinically appropriate for the patient and paid by the carrier. Documentation requirements are typically found under utilization guidelines as defined by the carrier. The information from the carrier also imparts specific documentation necessary to meet medical necessity. All of this information really needs to be reviewed, documented, and followed for timely payments based on the work performed. This work in and of itself is jam-packed with a workflow with tons of conversation to determine each step. Is there a why to this part of the work? Love that question. There certainly is a why, and there's a how, and there's a what. All services, such as procedures performed, supporting diagnoses, need to be reported timely and completely. Understanding the process for billing, including the billing software edits to manage the National Correct Coding Initiatives, or the NCCI edits, uh, or the NUEs, as well as payer-specific billing compliance, is all part of the equation. Verifying that the documentation complies with the requirements within the NCD and LCD are also important pieces that are governing your business. So the answer is to create a workflow to ensure proper steps are, for documentation are completed and also to then gain payment for the services, which is all part of your why. Well, where where there are regulations, there are payment topics. Would you be able to speak to payment workflow? I certainly can. And payment starts with the beginning workflow defined by revenue cycle. So revenue cycle processes that include patient registration, billing and denial management, complement the documentation workflow for fiscally successful businesses. These processes are governed by policy 
and Medicare is required by the Social Security Act to ensure payment is made only for those services that are reasonable and necessary. These policies specific and specify circumstances under the Medicare um, Act. They also further allow payers to take a look at whether or not implemented medical necessity guidelines are followed, especially for wound care services, such as the things that we've just discussed. But whomever's owning the process and workflows needs to also understand the meaning of the medical necessity. They also need to understand why it's important in the payment and process. Um, so I'm not sure if you're gonna ask this, Brian, but I'm just gonna say why you may ask. <laughs> in short, the clinical documentation, diagnoses, and the current procedural terminology or CPT codes reported must meet medical necessity or the claim will not be paid. So more importantly, one needs to remember that medical necessity guidelines can be payer specific, but most often payers follow those guidelines published by CMS through the NCDs or the LTDs. And then one last thought here. It's also prudent to be familiar with the managed care payer agreements and the limitations. From the time the patients are called to scheduled services, the, document the documentation process begins leading to patient demographics and payer information and the confirmation of medical necessity and coverage. So all of that happens at one time. And herein lies the initial workflow owned by the front end of the business tying to all work completed over the encounter period. At the end of the day, it's understanding and defining what documentation needs to be completed within the medical record, which is serving as the source of truth for the patient encounter, as well as payment for that service. And just one last thought. From an audit perspective, Knowing the documentation required assists in determining the accuracy of documentation and potentially discovering lost revenues. The why here is the documentation must adequately substantiate those services billed and identify medical necessity for the services rendered. That is a lot to unpack and discover to ensure proper workflows are aligned for any business. Okay, well, the more I listen, I realize how dependent workflows can be. Let's transition to discuss documentation now. I know we've talked about it, around it, and imparted it, but maybe we need to really discuss its importance in detail. Thoughts? I totally agree. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. But first, let's talk about the importance of the medical record, which is, again, the source of truth for the encounter. The medical record serves as the instrument for demonstrating the clinician's ability to plan, coordinate, and evaluate patient care. And proper documentation provides guidance for appropriate treatment decisions, evaluation of the healing process, supporting the reimbursement claims that we just talked about, and then a defense for litigation. There are many reasons to understand the documentation required by your role whether you're a front desk coordinator, whether you're a clinician or a provider, your facility standards, the regulations where you work, and so on, as we've discussed. But clearly owning and defining documentation requirements by role, performing the work allows for properly configured workflows. So I guess you can say that I love workflow design, which is crazy but true, 
And I found that workflow design is the key step in your department's clinical and operational efficiencies. And in the end, workflows enhance and support the healthcare quality and safety, patient throughput, documentation, care coordination, payment, and so on. Okay, so do you have any other thoughts on managing workflows? Well, Brian, I don't ever stop having thoughts and really thank you for asking. One of the most important steps that you can do when overseeing your workflows is to engage with the entire team and those departments that oversee functions within the business. As I've stated, workflows are interdependent. Most of all, you wanna verify and validate your staff's understanding of each workflow and their associated documentation requirements. That is easy to say and a lot to support. Now, this has me thinking about another question. How do you know if your workflows are effective? You briefly mentioned auditing work earlier. Do you audit your staff's actions based on the workflows employed? We did touch on audit, so let me expound, expound upon that. Um, the use of a competency tool could begin to define an audit process for clinical outcomes and workflow management through a series of steps. The first competency validation point may be to evaluate if accurate assessment, documentation, and intervention processes have been reviewed and updated at least annually and based on validated guidelines. Knowing the clinical practice guidelines are updated, technology advances and better products and tools are available to measure and manage wounds, it's really incumbent to the business to ensure their practice is up to date and reflected within their work. So competency tools are important. Second, we need to really expound upon guidelines. Reviewing all relevant guidelines, at least annually, and updating your policies, procedures, and facility practices, and the workflows is the business's responsibility. Truly, it's ensuring a deep reflection of the facility standards, as well as the governmental body's standards necessary for proper documentation and payment. And herein lies one of the pivotal points of discussion when understanding the interdependence of workflows. Third, providing competency validation testing for your staff at least annually will ensure that they understand the, the practice standards that support your policies. And as you move forward, you would wanna consider conducting internal and external monitoring and auditing, focusing on high-risk billing and coding issues through performance of what I would consider periodic audits. The auditing function is your check and balance for your documentation and payment practices. And again, a priceless function for your department. So in addition, from an audit perspective, knowing the documentation required assists in determining the accuracy of documentation and potentially discovering lost revenues. Create those audit tools for your department. The why here is to ensure that the documentation adequately substantiates the services bills and identifies medical necessity for the services rendered. And then lastly, I think it's really important to conduct periodic external audits as part of your organizational compliance plan. So work with your compliance team to ensure the internal and external audits meet your facility's expectations. And most of all, critically read any feedback that's reported by your audit teams and formulate a plan if necessary. And I guess, um, finally, investing time and expertise in developing appropriate workflows in your business is imperative. And the why here is simple. 
proper workflows yield improved department processes, thereby increasing efficiencies, reducing errors, improving outcomes, as well as patient satisfaction and safety, staff knowledge, and let's not forget about job satisfaction. Okay. Well, we have covered a lot of important information and useful information regarding workflows. Do you have any additional thoughts or recommendations for our listeners? Well, thanks so much for the opportunity for me to share my thoughts. Um, when thinking about recommendations for our listeners, I'd like to share just three more. First, measure and manage. The healthcare industry is constantly evolving with changes in regulations, documentation requirements, updated coding expectations, and so on. It is essential to develop a plan of measure. It's essential to manage your business as well as organize your people, the process and the payment. So if you have any questions, please reach out. Secondly, engage and optimize. The value of using smart workflows is to manage and optimize critical core clinical, operational, regulatory, and economic processes, thereby streamlining documentation and data, improving quality of care, patient safety, satisfaction, as well as improving process efficiencies. As a reminder, these steps occur from the moment the patient contacts the business through patient discharge. Your workflows need to be defined, reviewed, refined as roles in the department change. That's really important. The medical record requirements change, regulatory requirements change, they become mandatory and denials are discovered. So engage and optimize. And lastly, remember the power of one word, why. This one word opens lines of communication for conversations to understand the actions or tasks for proper workflows aligning to documentation and payment and overall process efficiencies. One word with a powerful domino effect. Sure is. Uh, well, hey, that was a great discussion. Um, we are out of time for today. Thank you for all the listeners for tuning in and be sure to check out woundcarelearningnetwork.com for more podcasts, articles, and videos on various topics in wound care. All should be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or SoundCloud. We hope you tune in to our next podcast guest on Speaking of Wounds. And thank you very much, Kathy, for being here today. Thank you.